Curtis, guess what time I went to bed? Oh, let me think about it. No, it would have been Sunday night. Sunday night. Guess what time I woke up? Three. Pretty close. It was 4.15. A.M.? Yes. Why? I Okay, so I just randomly wake up in the middle of the night. I don't know why, but it happens every night. I wake up at some time, and I'm, I check my phone, look at the time, and then go back to sleep, right? It's like a nightly thing. Well, last night, I woke up at 4.15, and I could not go back to bed. So I was up. I did a few things until about five. And then I said, I probably should go back to sleep. And then I tried and then I couldn't. And then I heard our other roommate come in and do stuff. And I was totally awake for that. So that was pretty close to six. And then I was kind of dozing in and out of sleep. That's my story. That's Darknet, bro. I know. Speaking of which. This is Darknet, bro. This is Darknet. Speaking of which, I feel like there's a movie that came out pretty recently that has something to do with the dark, the dark net. There is, and we saw it. That's right. Oh, we did yes, together. We, oh yes, we did. Hi, Jacob. Welcome back. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Unfriended. Unfriended. Dark web. Yes. Unfriended I, dark web. Yeah, I wish I was back under better circumstances than this. <laughs> but he <laughs> says dark net in the movie. This is dark net. He bro. goes, "It's dark net, bro." It's and dark it's, net, bro. The movie's called The Dark Web. Now, have you guys seen the first Unfriended? No, never did. No, I'm very ah, grateful. I think you're the I only one out of the three of us. That I has. am the only one who has seen the OG Unfriended. I'm sorry. I, uh, I mean, you're not missing much. It's pretty similar to this one, just a little bit stupider at times. Oh, really? Then oh, I need to see dear. it. But I think <laughs> at times, but there are definitely more times in this one that top the last one. Mm. So. Anyways. Ouch. Yeah. Unfriended Dark Web. Yes. Why did we get Boy-o. this? Probably because the first one made a, a more money than it was made for because it's totally Blumhouse. That's that's their business model, man. They just make movies mm-hmm. that are guaranteed to make money because of how low budgets they have. Exactly. It, it and then it's game over. They just keep making them. It's because kind of like they, they're the marketing, effect. Yeah, because they're marketing to the exact same demographic every time that they know we're going to go see these movies. Right. Except that these Sharknado tries to be bad. This one is just an, on accident. Yeah. Which is so disappointing because of all the good movies that I've seen that have been made for a budget of like a million dollars or less, like there's no excuse anymore. It's a, one of those things where just they put out a good one every once in a while, like Whiplash or Get Out. <laughs> yeah. Then they have their split. It's interesting to me because I I really want to know who asked for this movie. God. You're right. Gotti. You're Gotti asked for this movie. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know, really. I because don't know who was looking for this. I don't think the first one was really all that popular. I mean, I'm sure it made tons of money. In it has a 5.6 on IMDb yeah, and on a 59 Metascore. Yes, the it, first one. But it made $64 million on a bil- on a million-dollar budget. Not a billion-dollar budget. Okay, so budget. their right. wallets asked for it more than anything. Jason right. Blum's wallet. I mean, this is no truth or, this is no truth or dare. No. It's, it's not. It's very funny. It's not... As bad, so bad that it's good. There are moments where it kind of feels like that, but overall, no. That was so disappointing to me, actually. Same, because Curtis, I think the the one thing that they focused on the most was the river part, where you kind of see like, this boat going on the water, and it kind of made it out to be as if it was that was the dark web, 
And Curtis and I were like, we have to see this. If this is what they're trying to advertise, we have to see this. Oh, yeah. Because clearly the people that wrote this don't know what the dark web is. Exactly. Do they even know what technology is? Like, honestly. That's a very good question. (laughs) Like, there's so many moments in this where one... The main character, what is his name? Matthias? Or? Yeah, Matthias. So, Matthias here, M- my boy Matthias is typing faster than I've seen anybody type ever. Maybe he's a secretary. You don't know. But it's like, like that, that happens a lot. Like, responses happen a lot quicker than you would ever expect them to over a Wi-Fi connection. Like, they write this movie, like, it's all the ideal tech. Yeah, it's that is actually a very interesting point because they try pretty hard to to keep what we're seeing as realistic as they can. Of course, there's a few things that they have to fake. Of course, given the con given the context and what this movie is, uh, but like right off the bat, they it is shown that Matthias before we actually know Matthias before we know who the main character is, it's shown that he's like typing in a password trying to guess it because he's stolen this laptop and the characters instead of being circles like usual it's the actual where the actual characters are showing up which i'm sure which is on a mac and i don't think you can do that on a mac i know no windows you can but you have to like you have to like click and hold the eye icon for them to show up i i don't know curtis mac owner yeah you have a mac curtis I, and I've I never like right. known that there's a way to do that ever. Right. And even if there but is... I would say before we start immediately complaining, yes. we should talk about what this movie is as a whole first. That's fair. Because we're fair. already jumping into I hate this because we all hate it. All right. So before we go ahead and get into the nitty gritty of it all, let's talk about just the general outline of this movie. There's really not much to talk about other than if we go into spoiler territory. We'll oh, we will probably end up getting to that point, yeah. but currently so, not yet. So here's yeah, take uh, it away, Curtis. here we go. I'm going to read both IMDb plot descriptions. Oh, good. And then we're going to talk about how wrong they are because I've already read them. <laughs> this one says, tells the story about a teen who comes into possession of a new laptop and finds that it may have been stolen. He discovers the previous owner may be watching every move he makes and will do anything to get it back. Is he a teen? He's like in his I thought he was in his 20s. I would have yeah. said yeah, college age. Easy. Okay, here's the next one. A teen, again, comes into possession of a new laptop and soon discovers that the previous owner owner is not only watching him, but will also do anything to get it back. Interesting. Wait, did you read the same thing twice? Basically. Okay, just checking. So there we go. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, the director and writer... Steven Susco, or Susco, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, mm-hmm. wrote The Grudge, okay. The Grudge 2. Wait. He produced The Possession. Remind me of what The Grudge is. So, The Grudge, I actually watched it. I did a review on it, and now I can't remember. Is it just like a dumb horror movie? It's, I think it's... Well, the first one was in 2004, and yeah. the second was in 2006. The Possession, he produced in 2012, and he wrote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D in 2013. Is it bad that I've seen most of those movies that you listed off? No. Because I know I've seen The Grudge. I haven't seen The Grudge 2. 
I've seen the possession and I've seen Chainsaw 3D. So I've seen most of the movies that you listed off. Uh, so I guess this man isn't as nearly a stranger to me as I as I thought he was. But this is his directorial debut, actually. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing of note is that this movie is rated R for some disturbing violence, language, yeah. and sexual references. Rated that's, R. That's going to come up in our complaints. Yes. So basically what happens is your boy has this laptop and he uses it. And then finds out that some shady stuff happened mm-hmm. on that laptop. And that there's a guy trying to get it back. And pretty much everything else doesn't really make sense after that. Yeah. he's but got there this, we go. He's got this girlfriend who's deaf. deaf yeah. And I'm guessing probably mute as a, as a cause of that. And so he's made this program that like he can talk into. And Papaya. then... Yeah, Amaya is her name. And he can... So, Matthias can talk into this program that he created. I forget the name of it. Papaya. Papaya. That's right, yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah, I thought you said Amaya. Papaya. Anyways. So, he talks into it and then it, like, plays back videos of him signing those words back to her. All in all, a pretty impressive program. Yes. A pretty impressive program for a man who does not know how to work a computer. Yeah. (sighs) Considering he guessed passwords like Kavefe... And, and password. And password 1234. Yep. Until finally logging on with the correct password, which was simply a question mark. Right. Right. You should have known then that there was something too good to be true about this. I could have watched him guess passwords for the entirety of, of the movie, and, and honestly, I would have loved it. That would have been one of the greatest horror satires of our generation. That scene was so funny to me. See, and he didn't try just the blank password. Which is what I usually try, or which you usually should try first, or you would think you'd try first. It's just a blank one. Right. But yeah, the opening definitely had some pop culture references in it. Like, Kavefe. Yeah. Like that and whatever else he typed in. There were so many. There were they were lot. going by so fast, it was I hard to catch them. But was, the very last one before he got it right, I know, was Kavefe. Yes, you are right. Was Make America Great Again one of them, maybe? No, that would have been too long. No? He did just single word ones. Yeah, he just kept doing random little words. Yeah. It was very funny. Right. So, going back to realism, this one and the last one, they both do a pretty good job at, like, making sure that Mac OS that they are displaying is pretty accurate to how it would work as if you were to use it. For the most part, it looks pretty... Up to date. Yeah. And like I said, there are liberties clearly taken. Some of them are more obvious than others. But for the most part, they did a pretty good job at keeping it very realistic to how it would normally operate. However, being a guy who works with technology like this a lot, I did notice when there were times where they either A, obviously fake something, or B, that's totally not how that works. And and when it did that, it was very funny. Yes. When they did that, it was, yeah, very funny. And I feel like this movie would have been much better for me if they took that extra step to make it that realistic, but they kind of didn't. I mean, they did a good job for the most part, but there are things in it that are just like, oh, you could have taken one more step, and then that would have been it. Yeah. So essentially, this movie is one big, long Skype call Yes. between 
your boy Matthias, his girlfriend who's on and off of a Facebook live chat, and the Skype call between him and his uh three four, four. friends four. four friends but they're the two of them are together so yes. yes but three friends total so i guess so, five friends but four calls yes yes that's correct yeah so the first one is um you can look up their names for yeah, me yeah i got it so there's nari there's serena damon and aj Right. Um, AJ. AJ. AJ is probably he's the token's donor. He. he oh no. He he's the token conspiracy theorist. Uh, YouTube personality. If he's, you've seen Cabin in the Woods, he's he's that guy. He's that guy. Yeah. Um. And I then, mean, like almost to a T. It's kind of scary. And the two characters you mentioned before that are well, Damon is. Well, Damon, Damon is in da- London. The rest of them are in the states. Damon yep. is your tech ex. Tech exposition guy, right? He's very much a technology expert. He has tons of gear sitting behind him, making a bunch of beeps and buzzes and flashing all the time, so you know he's smart. Mm-hmm. And then the other two, who you mentioned, they are they're a couple. Yes. What were are. their names again? Uh, Nari and Serena. Nari and Serena. Yeah. And they are they've been dating for a while. They're roommates. They live together. Uh. That's about as much character depth as there is. That's honestly, yep. It's one of those things where the first thing that comes to your mind is what their character is. Oh yeah, for totally. all of them. Even Matthias, I mean, he is definitely one. He does have more depth than anybody else, but it's only to a certain degree. This is obviously a movie where you're supposed to project yourself into these characters, but. They're not given much to work yeah, with. How yeah, how can you? Yeah. Like, they're general enough where you can do that, but not not, not specific enough to make them well-remembered characters. Right. So, as we continue, mm-hmm. uh, as we said, Amaya is kind of frustrated with Matias because, you know, he's like, oh, I'm trying to do this thing so I can communicate with you better. And she's all like, but it only helps you communicate with me. You still don't understand what I'm saying to you when I sign. Right. And he's like, oh, well, I'm like trying and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but you didn't even take that class. So there's like this big argument going on, whatever. And then all these friends are supposed to get together for a game night. They're supposed to play games together, but they're just doing it over Skype because nobody wants to go over to AJ's house. Question. This this is where I have a question. Who plays Cards Against Humanity over Skype? These people. That's that's. The, I, I was I, shocked at how easily that game is played over Skype. Same. Also, how it easy makes, it is to cheat playing that game over same. Skype. Same. Because you just have the whole deck sitting right next to you because everybody has to have their own set of cards. Right. That's some honor system crap right there. For real. For real. What happens if two people play the same card? It's true. And one of them had the expansion pack, and nobody else did. Yeah. So that's kind of unfair. The bigger, blacker box. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. So they're playing Cards Against Humanity, right? Meanwhile, uh, Matias' laptop keeps crashing. I'm surprised how much of this I remember off the fly. I am too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Matias' laptop keeps crashing, and he's like, yo, uh, Damon, mm-hmm. what's going on here, dude? You're a computer guy. Yo, so dude. he's he's like 
PMing him on Skype instead of, you know, like texting him or something and being like, yo, dog, how's it, why is this not working? And he's like, well, I would imagine that your storage is probably full. And he's like, okay. I don't think that causes programs to up and crash. No, well, it, was it would, like, it would like cause slow operation. Yeah. But it wouldn't cause your whole laptop to crash. Right. So he's just perusing and he's like, well, let me see. And it says that his laptop is full, but he can't find any files. Yeah, it's like, what, a terabyte hard drive and like 960 gigabytes of it are is full. this hidden file. Yeah. Yeah. Just untitled. And this dude is like, Damon's like, yo, dog, I know how to get into the hidden files and like taught him how to do it real quick. Right. So and then he gets into the hidden file and it's just a bunch of random videos of people in their houses or something. And yeah. that's about all we see. Bunch of like stalkery videos like that. Well, the first one he comes across is the one in the trailer when with the girl running after some, I think a can of food and then she has a chain and it, before she reaches it, it pulls no, her back. No, 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 This is, that's much later. Oh, it is? Boy. Yeah. Yes. That's, first that's, we see just random videos of people in their houses and stuff. That's, oh, that's, that happened that's, here. That's later because then we see the folder label contributions. Oh. Yeah, that didn't happen yet. Okay. Yeah, Alan. Yep, I'm on board. Gosh, don't worry. I got it mixed this up. This plot is airtight. Why yeah. can't you remember this un- this unforgettable movie, Alan? You're right. What was Anyway, blah blah blah. Nothing really happens. He gets a Facebook message from the person's Facebook account that originally owned the laptop. And the message says, hey, you stole my laptop. I want it back, please. And the guy's like, I didn't steal it. I bought it. And then eventually just confesses that he stole it. Okay, I guess. So he stole it and he's going to return it to him. And as he's getting ready to return it to him is when he finds that video that you're talking about. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Right, of like he, slave sex stuff. Because then instead of bringing, instead of taking the laptop back to the guy and avoiding all of this, he decides to make he starts perusing one mm-hmm. dumb decision. And tells his friends about the fact that he stole this laptop. Well, stole. He just lifted it from like a lost and found bin at a coffee shop. Question. Yeah. Well, can we give away the ending or should we wait? No, let's wait. Okay. Yeah, we'll wait. I'll remember also, this Also, it question. was an internet cafe. Nice try. Got him good. This plot is airtight. Oh my gosh. Um. So, he's sharing his screen with everybody on the Skype call. And they're watching these videos. And they're like, oh, frick, this is Darknet, bro. And then they <laughs> Wait, start. No, he goes, this happens. is Darknet, bro. Well, that happens no, later that's, when that's he later. enters the river. Then he says Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That they so get they're down. watching all these videos, right? And he's getting a bunch of solicitations from this other Facebook account from other people. And one of them's like, I'm going to pay you a ton of money. Just get on this thing called the river. And he's like, okay. So he's screen sharing with everybody and gets on this thing called the river which is essentially just a Minecraft boat. Basically. That's apparently like super secure somehow, yeah. it, but it's just Minecraft. Just, like it's literally just Minecraft. Well, here's just my question though. Come after you. Okay, now t- you'd be pretty lucky to have this kind of a, to this level of a GUI to have for something like this. Yeah, I don't know who took the time to do all that? I don't even... There really is no purpose for it at all. Especially because they just, like, Facebook message each other the whole time anyway. Yeah. 
Oh, and I guess we also forgot that he is getting messages from other people on no, Sega's account. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. That's how he gets to the river. Because that ah. dude's like, I'm going to pay you a bunch of money. Oh, just yeah, get on the river. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So he gets on the river and everybody's watching. And then he's like, this is Darknet, bro. Yep. And then they're like not doing anything for a while. And essentially he's like, yeah, you do this. I'll like double your pay or whatever. And like sends him a bunch of Bitcoin. Of course, the guy still has the blockchain login from the previous owner. So he goes in and he's like, look at all this Bitcoin. This is Darknet, bro. Look at all this Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they're looking at all these videos and stuff. There's like one with this girl that's just like in a barrel. Yeah. She's just like in a barrel. That was in the trailer. And that's the whole video. Mm-hmm. She's just in a barrel and that's it. So. One eye barrel, girl. Then they're like, okay, well, we need to call the police or something. And then the the dude whose laptop it is is like, hey, you didn't bring the laptop back like you said you would. And like calls him and goes over to his girlfriend's house and is like, I'm going to kill her unless you like give me my laptop back, bro. And if anybody finds out about it, then like I have to kill them. He also killed that one girl that came in. I'm not entirely sure. No, he sure didn't her name kill her. Was. He said he just like incapacitated her. Yeah, yeah. Well, he she took her. She's gonna have a headache. She's not gonna know what happened. He took her. He's gonna think it was a robbery. Yeah, he took her into the back room, and then we totally forgot about her. I forgot about her until just now. Yeah, airtight so, plot. That's what I said. So then we keep going, right? So he's like, "You have to convince all your friends." that none of this is actually real. So he's like, it's part of this new game that I'm developing. Just a game, guys. Just a game. Just a prank, Why bro. Why are you so mad? It's Darknet, bro. It's not Darknet, bro. And then blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. They find out that the lap- the other people that are asking for the stuff that are paying in Bitcoin find out that the laptop got stolen. And they're like, okay, well, that means we need to just kill all these people that saw it because, you know, they can't really know that we're doing this. And then one by one, all of them get killed. Yep. And apparently it was all a ruse and there was no way out the whole time. Like the fact that he took the laptop in the first place was like part of it just because they wanted to kill some people. Right. And then they were broadcasting it the whole time and so then everybody... they like framed them somehow yeah but that's just the f- that's just one of the endings yeah but so then AJ like gets shot by the police that are convinced he has a gun because he got these brand new speakers and the hackers played a shotgun loading noise on the brand new speakers even yeah. though he was standing there without a gun yeah Good. And then they killed him. Airtight uh, plot. The one girl who is one of the uh, fiancés mm. left to go try and find the girlfriend who was like traveling and the hacker guy was following her. The girlfriend. Yeah. And the fiancé lady gets pushed in front of a subway bus somehow. Like totally fine. Nobody saw that. Oh, and actually we forgot. Um, one of the friends we forgot, Lex, Lex. that 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 DJ. Oh, Lex! All right, jog my memory. She Lex. took a phone call, and then we never saw her again. Yep. Oh yeah. 
So that's how she died. And then... What's really funny is we forgot about her. Like, the movie forgot about her. Yeah, they never showed what happened to her. She just left. Yeah. No. They did show show us what happened to her. Oh, that's right. Because they posted it on YouTube that's that right. somebody... That one of these, she, like, hacker people... That's right. That can totally, like, ghost everywhere. That What was she doing up there anyways? I don't know. They got her up know. there and pushed her I the think they put her up there, and then they put her on the edge, and then one of the guys that, like was all blurred out and pixelated, like pushed her. But why? Because she knew too much. Okay. Well, no, I know that much, but I'm just saying it just seems kind of silly that they would go that far. It looked like suicide. Yeah. Well, and it's also because she was in like a big city or something, so they knew that that would get her death broadcast online, which is really sick and twisted and probably not that... You're giving this movie too much credit. That's what I'm com- That's what I'm confused about uh, is that they go to some pretty great lengths well, Curtis, to do things. Well, Curtis, this has an airtight plot. Oh, you're right. And then we keep going and the other fiance, she's all like crying and stuff because she was supposed to like choose between her fiance who got pushed in front of the subway and her dying and mom and her mom who's like dying of cancer and she couldn't do it. So they killed both. Yep. When she should have just been like, yeah, you should kill the person that's already dying and save the person that's still alive. But they just killed both of them. Right. And she never really made a choice about it. To be fair, they probably would have killed them both anyways. But yes, we don't but know We that. didn't know that at the time. Yeah, we know we that. didn't know that at the time. Yeah. But the test results are back. I definitely have breast cancer. She definitely has breast cancer. Yeah. They randomly bring that up just to kill her later. Yeah. Uh, but we do find out that... Uh, they want to marry right then. I think with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. They want to go to the hospital and get married with her mom. Yeah. But I because think her mom was the only one that supported them. Right. Because her dad, their dads were not fans. Right. So that was an interesting of tidbit. the whole gay marriage thing. Right. Uh, then we keep going. And now it's down to Matthias and Amaya and Damon. Damon. Good old right? Damon. Ah, uh, yes. They're I the do three remember how Damon dies. That's left. And Damon's like, I'm just going to make copies of all this stuff and print it out and like send it to the world. Yeah. And then like the hacker guys find him and just hang him and shred all the stuff. Over his closet door. And type a suicide note on Microsoft Word and walk away. Very slowly. Very slowly, <laughs> like letter by letter, slowly, and then they put a little smiley face emoticon and then backspace it. Good, which was very funny. Yeah, and then depending on which version of the movie you saw <sighs> depends on how this ends. This is good. Okay, I, I have unfriended two has two endings. I wonder if the third's going to have three endings. <gasps> I feel like that's I just inevitable. That. I feel like that's just inevitable at this point. I, I don't think so. Because it's set to randomize. So every theater has both endings and they just play one. Yeah. I can honestly say with 100% certainty that I've never seen or heard of a movie to do this. Clue. Me either. No, not like this. Not, not, Clue oh, had it. Clue was by theater, but that was also older, so you had the reels of film, so you couldn't really. Like, right. This is very digital. Like, it's just programmed to randomize. Yeah. Like, it's just going to pick an ending for you. With at least Clue, things happened in the movie before you realized that it was all. Yeah. Alternate th- this is yeah. literally changing the last five minutes, and that's it. Yeah. You had to wait till the very end to see the alternate ending of this one. Yeah, exactly. Now. So, the ending that we saw is. Yeah. The hackers kidnap Amaya and train her up like they did the other person. 
And then Matias just gets hit by a truck. Yep. Very, a van. very randomly. Mm-hmm. But and then the movie's just over. So you said, no, we see the guy that's watching the whole thing. Yeah. And then so, over. so basically, in that ending, what happens is, um, Matias has gone to the spot. Um, like it, he was supposed to meet Amaya there. Yeah, he was supposed to meet Amaya there. Right. And he would give them the laptop, but she's not there. And then they start a pull on the river, saying, "Should should." Uh, should Matias should Matias live? And it's a yes or no to all the members of the river, and they get like twenty five thousand votes or something. Well, it happens to us as well, but just in different location. Yeah, yeah. And they all say no, and then he gets a hit van by a runs truck. over him. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you can correct me here, but what I read about the second ending is that he goes to the same spot, and they've already voted. No, they don't vote. So, but then they let, find like. Okay. A hole with a casket in it at this park. So I'm I'm just gonna read what's on what's on Wikipedia for the alternate ending because none so, of us saw this ending. We yeah, only no, saw yeah, the other. Yeah, we one. saw the first one, and I don't know which one's better. So we'll have to discuss that too. So in the second ending, Matthias texts Amaya to meet him in a familiar spot where he filmed a video of them hiking and sharing a kiss. Remember that? Like really early on in the movie, he's watching that, getting oh, all nostalgic. Yes, on Google Drive. Yes. Yep. Um, he arrives at the site and finds a hole dug in the ground with an open casket before one of these hacker people, these Sharons, they they knock him out. Good. And they throw him into the casket. So later, Amaya arrives and the hole has been filled. She calls Matthias and his ringing tone wakes him up. Uh, Sorry, his ringing phone, ringing tone. That would would be more on this movie's level of vocabulary, naturally. Um, He realizes that he's been buried alive and tries to text Amaya about his predicament, but the circle, the hackers, change all of his messages to, I wish I could sign better. When he attempts to to video chat, the circle pixelates his mouth so Amaya can't read his lips. Amaya gets mad and hangs up, leaving Matias to die as he runs out of air. Okay, so essentially what happens is they knock him out, put him in a casket, he's unconscious, and then they force Amaya to go there, and then his phone goes off. No, he and Amaya are meeting there for some reason. So then he answers. Lord, I hope that's what it was. And then he says, like he's trying to message her. But he can't because they're changing his messages. And the only way he could survive is if he signs. But he doesn't know how to sign, so he dies. Yep. He knows how to sign some stuff. But he doesn't know how to, like, he doesn't know how to sign well enough to tell Amaya what's happening. He also you doesn't know how to out. sign with one hand. Like, he was fingerspelling before. He should yeah. be able to do that again. Yeah. He can't spell, like, something like, help me like, or help. call 911. Airtight plot. Anyways, so which ending is better, do we think? That one feels like they tried harder. Yeah. Then gets hit by a van and dies. True. End of movie. I, I at least like this one because it feels a little bit more realistic to a certain point. We're not yeah. talking about realistic. You're this right. is unfriended dark web. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that one does end on a scarier note. Than this one, the no. one we saw. I now, they tried. Obviously, yeah. we. I don't know if it does though, because we we have we didn't see it, 
Like, we have no way of knowing if it's actually executed as, like, thrilling as it possibly could be on paper. That's, well, the idea, that's kind of the though, is what I'm getting the, at. The idea is much better. Mm. Um, I don't think I don't think it's as... Cl- okay, the word clever shouldn't be used to describe this movie. But I don't think it's as clever. Because the first ending, you get all the... You get the, the circle, the hackers. They're basically... Um, Basically, they've organized this whole thing for their own entertainment and to blame all of their crimes on Damon, Matias, and all them. And then eventually you see that the audience's point of view is actually from one of their computers and not even Matias's. So, I don't know how that makes sense. It doesn't. But yeah. basically, they're broadcasting this for everyone to see because it's their game night, just like Matias and his friends are having well, their I game Well, I think they're night. broadcasting it to those in the river. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Yeah. So, I guess we should probably talk about this. Have you guys heard of the term Red Rooms? Ye. No. So, we don't actually know if they exist, but it's totally a dark web thing. So, a dark red web, bro. So, this is very tame. I mean, this is I think we kind of mentioned this earlier. This is like almost PG-13 levels of tame. I'm shocked that this has an R rating. Same. Anyways, so I was wondering if they would go down this route, but they ended up not doing that. So, okay, a red room is, like I said, we don't know if they actually exist or not because we don't have definitive proof. But a red room is basically these people on the dark web will broadcast them torturing somebody. And people can tune in and they can watch. And they could request, they could either pay Bitcoin or request them to do certain things to this person, right? That's a red room. Like I said, we don't know if they exist but that is the basic idea of it. I was wondering, does the movie kind of does this? Yeah. Um, I'm sure that that's what they were going for. But like I said, it's it's extremely tame. So them going down this route makes it just feel really silly be, if that's what they're going for. Because at Red Room is, you literally see people get killed and tortured over a live stream on the dark web for in, for only certain people. Whereas here... Yeah, this it is, was just kind of silly. This it was is just almost, like a game. This is more torture porn than than that. It's just they're paying people to this, kill these people. Yeah, honestly, if I feel like this would have been boring though, because you don't really see much. This is the most boring movie. Like nothing interesting happens. Yeah, we see some stuff that I thought was funny, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And even that doesn't really happen that often. The movie is just so slow. Yeah, and, and drawn out. And f- never shows its hand. Right. The first act is pretty funny. It's got some pretty funny things in it. Mostly. The second act is, of course, the longest one per usual, and it's the most boring. The third act cranks it up to 11. Yes. The third, act, the third is, act is fun. But here's my question. Does the third act of this movie justify sitting through everything else? I think when it comes out on Blu-ray, you go rent it. And you watch the first act, and then you get up and go to the bathroom during the second act. It's a long time. And then you come back and just check out the third act. And I like then that. You're, I w- that, would, that would be the most enjoyable experience, because I got bored so quickly. Yeah. I remember looking at you and audibly saying, I'm bored. Multiple just, times. Like, turning over. Multiple times. <laughs> but... During the first and third acts, I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is so funny. Because they just clearly don't know what they're talking about. They're making this as cheap as possible. None of it makes any sense. And it's just outright hilarious. Right. 
but the second act is just so boring. Right. What do you think, Jacob? Wait, what was the question? <laughs> so the question is, this third act is ridiculous. Does does no, does, does the sitting through the rest of it justify sitting till the end? I would say this is a movie I wouldn't want to pay for. Um, I think, like, here's the thing. It's 88 minutes long. It's pretty short. Yeah. Um, it, both it, of them are short. Yes. This does feel quite long in a bad way. Like, it, it's not that it packs a lot into its it 88 minutes. Going. It just keeps going, and yeah. it doesn't need to. Um, I, I don't know. Like... I think the problem is to the gimmick of having two endings really makes it almost not worth it. Um, because I mean, I don't know. It's, it's not like it's an, it's not like it's an alternate ending. Like it's just, there's two completely different endings in theaters. It's not like it's a bonus scene or anything like that. Like right. that's really strange to me. And it, it feels too gimmicky. Um, and because of that, like, and because there's nothing to set it up in the third act from what I can gather, like, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's worth the second act, but, but I wouldn't take the approach of Curtis and just skip it. Like you need, you need to experience it. Oh no, you just straight up skip it. <laughs> there's nothing take of value in dump. there. There's literally me, nothing of value in there. Yeah. You gave me a good idea. Okay. I think I know why this movie exists. Why? Now that I think about it. Money. Money. Mr. Krabs. Wow. Why would you build a Krusty Krab 2 right next to the original? Money. Here's the thing. If you have two endings that are randomized, you won't know until the very end if you'll get that. Well, apparently. So you pay to see it again. Yeah. Apparently, you can tell like when you're watching the movie because there's some different colors for the icons for the oh yeah for the right. hackers like so our ending which is the one where Matthias gets killed by a van um they're blue and when he gets killed by being buried in dirt running out of air it's red hmm. apparently interesting because right. I remember seeing the trailer and it was and red the movie and wondering why the icons were blue instead of red because right. the trailer said they were red and right. honestly I wasn't like really taken aback by that. Because I expected... I was bored enough to where I was thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Like, I thought that was just, you know, oh, they put it this way in the trailer to make it seem more scary. Right. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. I think the reason why they have the random ending is so people buy more tickets to see yeah, what is that ending. Yeah, you want to see it again. Yeah. And usually theater... I know my theater back at home has a 30-minute rule where if you move, if you leave before 30 minutes of the movie is up, you can get a refund for your ticket. Um, I think it's I think it's called like an apology ticket. Yeah. Um, so if there's a way for you to find out which one you're in, right, before the 30 minute mark, if if they if they even happens before the 30 minute mark, it that's, probably does. With yeah. This movie. I won't. I don't actually know the time signature, but that's probably the reason why I decided to do this is because this is a movie that could do that could get away with it almost, um, in in the public's mind. Oh yeah, totally. And people would go to see it again just to see what is that extra ending that I'm hearing so much about. Yeah. Is Except it good? no one's hearing about it because nobody cares about this movie. Right. But but here's the thing. I don't think that it's really a movie that people are going to want to go see again just because of a second ending. Right. Like, it's not even good enough to warrant to warrant that. Like, well, think about it, it this way. It is for the American public. Oh, think about gosh, it this way, though. I hate though. the American public. 
having another ending on your movie and not knowing if you're going to be able to see that ending is an incentive for people to go back and see it because that's just interesting. You've never seen a movie that has an ending, a randomized ending before. That would be the incentive for people that's to go never back happened. and watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that that's not intriguing. Yeah. I'm just saying this movie sucks. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to go see it again just for yeah. another ending. Some may actually enjoy this movie and find it to be rather scary. Obviously, yeah. we do not. Apparently, but. 57% of critics agree with that statement that this mm-hmm. that this movie is actually good. Right. I don't know how. I yeah, I don't see much incentive. I think it is an interesting idea, but do you think that people really like the gimmick of unfriended and a movie being told through the screen of a laptop? Yeah, I think so. Because that, this yeah. is the this is the first of two like this that we're getting this summer. Right. Searching yeah. is coming out in a and, couple weeks. Yeah, and think about it this way too. It's a pretty good way of conveying horror because you are very confined. Oh, yeah, you're very confined. Uh, it could work really well. Yes, it could work very well. It could. And I think from what I've heard of searching, it might actually get get the formula right for it. Right. But and perhaps we will see that in the future where it's kind of like found footage where it took it up until yeah. uh, Chronicle where they kind of got it more right than they had before or Cloverfield where they do it much better than what you'd normally see in the horror genre. I think here, yeah, it could be good, but we have to wait until someone finds out how to use that, utilize that formula to, yeah, exactly. to its yeah. advantage. Because it is interesting to see a movie like this play out literally in real time. Yeah, because you get like, I mean, you can kind of see what care like, I think to try to make up for the fact that you can't see characters' emotions, their gestures, um, they kind of make up for it by showing you what they want to type and then like they'll backspace it and type something different right like that happens a lot in this movie um it that, happens more in the first one it only happens a few times in yeah the, this but, one. but but it happens enough to be noticeable and it, yeah it's kind of a good device to get what characters are saying but honestly if you have a movie that's told with people's faces and their gestures and their body language you don't need that right i think that they just utilize too much creative freedom in the wrong places yeah because we have these hackers who come on the film and they're all pixelated and stuff and it kind of draws out from what we're seeing and small bits and pieces like that throughout this movie just kind of pull me out and it's like okay well i know this isn't real whereas if they would like i said before if they would have taken that extra step to lock down realism then this could have been much better of course, you also yeah. need good characters and no, we writing and stuff like that. No, good characters are You're a waste right. of time. It's just, I, because I do think this is an interesting idea to have a movie literally play out in real time, only solely on a computer screen, and we're only seeing whatever is on the camera, only sometimes though. And I feel like that could, like, say the camera were to turn off at one point and you just hear rustling in the background. I feel like that could create a lot of fear because you don't know what's happening and now your mind is putting thoughts and put it making up yeah. imagining things right i feel like that could work they don't do that here it's all yeah. they do a lot of things here that just kind of break realism like for one if he starts focusing on something else the audio in the background will fade out for some reason that's hilarious instead of continuously playing in the background which i feel could build character more yeah. if they had utilized that but they don't for some reason yeah. And then there are times where they do like three things at once and it's almost too much and they don't pull it back. Like like they either A, should or B, just continue with it. 
it's weird how they do this movie. Well, should we conclude? Yeah, I feel like we could go on for a long time about this movie, complaining about it. But I'm it's just not worth my time, I don't think. Yeah, it's not worth my time either. Yeah, and I'm just trying to find a way of how this movie could work. And I I feel like it still stop can, it. but you just need to know how to do it. Stop it. Yeah, stop just it. don't. Stop it. MacDonald. MacDonald. It's dark web, bro. Jacob, score and recommendation. I would give this a pretty low three. Like... Because for me, if something's a two, that means it actually is consistently edging on the territory of so bad it's good. This movie doesn't consistently get there for me, unfortunately. Um, there are some laughable moments, um, but I don't think I can recommend it because it's not it's not funny enough in its lack of quality to be a good time, and it's not good enough to be good enough to have a good time. Like, it's just in that point where it's like, eh, throw it away. Um, I mean, I don't even think this is worth watching on cable on a Sunday afternoon. Like, just completely avoid it. It's not worth your time. Um, go, go watch Jurassic, <laughs> go watch Jurassic World again over this. Oh, God. Why, Jacob? Why would you do that? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't, but L. It's <laughs> all I can. This movie is kind of a roller coaster for me because I've, as I've expressed, there are things that I wish it was better at and it would, I feel like would greatly improve the quality of the film. But at the same time, I have a feeling that they're not going to do that because this is much easier to make than actually putting some real thought into it. I wonder if everyone's screen was the same as ours, Curtis, because I noticed that at least with our screening. It looked like part of it was cut off. Yes. The top and bottom parts were cut off. And I know that I know that this is a thing, not because I saw it, but because MacBooks, or the Mac, or I guess that MacBooks have a screen ratio of 16 by 10. Yeah. Right? So it's a little bit taller. Therefore, if you're going to yeah. scale it down to a 16 by 9, you're going to be cutting off the top and bottom. I wonder if... They, they, they cut happened. it off, right? They didn't, they didn't no, scale. I assume they cut it off. They, yeah, they, they didn't scale. Okay. They cut it off because I, I saw at the top that there's a white bar where the like functions would be. It's like only you only get the bottom part. Yeah. So I, we're honestly, wondering if that's, it was just our theater or if the movie did it. It's in sixteen by nine. Okay. Like, the mo- on, on IMDb, so it's listed as sixteen by nine. But honestly, that's not like a. I don't know if I think that's a point in realism's favor. Or a point in this. It movie should be a point in realism. I feel like it would have made it better if they did it in sixteen by ten. Yeah, because then you could see everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, anyways, that that aside. Um, this is a roller coaster. I don't like it. And kind of with you, Curtis, Act 1 is pretty hilarious. Act 3 is really hilarious. And then Act 2 is really boring. And, of course, that's the longest act. There's, It is kind of cool to see it plow play out in real time. But when you really kind of sit back and think about it, it doesn't work. Because it just doesn't feel very realistic how they got from point A to where they ended in the very end. It just kind of feels like it was forced to get there. versus. Okay, duh, because it was all a ruse, but still. Anyways, three out of ten. Not recommend. That pretty much sums up my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I love the 
first and last thirds of this movie. They're absolutely incredible. I'm with you. And if you, dear listener, are a fan of bad movies, then I would say you need to see this movie just for that because it's just outright hilarious. Not that I would say pay for it, but I would say go check it out if you got movie pass or something because it's outright hilarious for that. And then just like don't pay attention to the second act. In all reality, I would have to give it a three because it's still not quite up to par with like the great bad movies of the world. Uh, as far as I recommend, it's kind of up to you. Do you like bad movies? You, you could check this out. You'd have a good time, a good enough time. For maybe half the movie. But two-thirds of the movie. But if you don't, then just skip it. Stop it. Go see something else. Get help. There are better things out there than this. You know, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I know what it was. I Okay, so being the one who's seen the first movie, it's kind of the same thing. Almost to a T, uh, pretty much the same formula, but this time it has a little bit of a different ending. And there's real people this time, from what I understand. Like, it's not just some... Yeah, demonic presence. In so the last time it was really all about bullying. <laughs> You're kidding. No, I'm being serious. <laughs> demons <laughs> in the Wi-Fi. Yes, I've got to see this. It's. I'm super into. Demons I'm wondering in the which one's better. I think that this one definitely has more sillier moments, but the last one is that's ha- hilarious. Has small bits and pieces of silly moments, but they're kind of scattered. Demons in the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Anyways. If you've seen the first one and didn't like the first one, then don't see this one. If you've seen the first one and liked it, then you'll probably enjoy this one. Oh, no. For me, I've already seen the first one, and I don't think I would have gone to see this had it not been the dark web part of it, which really only serves a small portion of it anyways. Yeah. Well, anything else before we wrap up? That's all I got. Let's uh, stop this one and start doing our next one. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, thanks guys for joining joining us. Thank you, Curtis, and thanks for coming back, Jacob. Yeah, Ye- no problem. Uh, I'm sure Corbett and I today actually just recorded. Oh, what, oh yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that's probably out by this point. If it not, it will be very soon. Uh, other than that, we're going to be continuing some more retrospectives, and think the next one on the list is Halloween Eight or Halloween Resurrection. And Corbett's been ready to review that one for quite a long time, so I'm kind of excited to see what. What exactly that has in store. Anyways, that's about it. Uh, The next one that we are doing together, which you're actually recording right after this, is Sorry to Bother You. Yes, boy. Sorry to bother you. I'm very excited to have that conversation because that's quite the odd movie. Uh, Anyways, that's it. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, I'm loud and I'm proud. Uh, yeah, so All right. The Time to tell this story now. Uh, I'm looking at mono price right now. All right, talk, Curtis. All right, so for those of you that don't know, I work at a church for a living. And wow. I had a woman call me from the church right before I was getting ready to start my night shift because part of my job is... Uh, cleaning up the building and keeping it open in the evenings. Sure. So it was on Sunday. I was getting ready to go to my shift, and this woman calls me and says, hey, uh, can you come help me fix my computer? So I'm like, sure, what's going on? And she says, every time I open up Chrome and click on a link, 
from Canvas, which is the site that we all use for our classes and whatever. This one sure. is a professor at yeah. the university. Uh, that nothing will load, and it just stays like this gray blank space for some reason. Good. So, kids, what's the problem? The Wi-Fi is not working. But for some reason, I had to go over there and teach her how to fix that. So Good. I go over there, right? And she gives me the whole scenario a second time. Well, technically a third time, because she left me a voicemail, and then she told me over the phone in person, and then she told me again when I got to her house. Sure. So that's the third time in a row I've heard the whole problem, right? So I get there. I'm like, okay, let's figure this out. She's like, you can do whatever you want. My computer doesn't have as many features as I'm sure yours does, but you can do whatever you want. And I said, okay. Her computer is an HP running Windows 10. Okay. So I connection doctor because I'm like, this is clearly an internet problem. So as I'm running that, um, she's talking to me about all these other things she has to do for this class that she's taking. Yeah. Uh, the class that she's taking is teaching her how to use Canvas. So Good. one of her next big assignments is that she has to come up with a what what you doing, boy? Uh, he's just changing the headphones, but I don't have anything oh. anymore. Yeah, I have nothing. Uh, anyway, one of the things that she has to do is learn how to. Yeah. Uh, I still don't have anything. One of the things she has to do is learn how to use a screen grab like a recorder oh, thing no. and like talk into it to like give a lesson to somebody who doesn't make it to class that day or whatever. You know, like what uh Freezius does for people with PowerPoints. Yeah, sure. So she is like, I have no idea how to do this. You know, that kind of a thing. So we're talking about it. The prof literally gave her a free download for a screen grabber. that You can just download and start using. So I say to her, okay, so all you have to do is download this program and then it will record what's happening on your screen. Yeah. And that's it. And she says to me, how does it do that? Good. To which I reply, that's what it's supposed to do. I don't know what else to tell you. It's going to record your screen. And she's like, but where do I get the camera? Oh, no. And I'm like, no, it, it doesn't do that. It just records it, what you're doing on your screen. And then it'll save that as a video. And she's like, but how? I'm like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's just going to save it as a video, and that's what you need to send. And then she said, but I need to talk to my computer. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I don't think you do to run this program. And she was like, no, I need to talk to my computer. Good. I said, okay. So I can only assume that that means that her assignment also requires audio for the screen grab. Okay. For screencasting, she has to have an audio file to go with it. So, consequently, she would need to get a microphone. Yeah. Right? So I said to her, okay, so your computer can't record audio as it is right now, so you just need to get a microphone. And she was like, how do I do that? You buy a USB microphone? I was like, you just go get a microphone. And she was like, well, what do I tell him? And I say, you tell him that you need a microphone to plug into your computer. Great. And she's like, and that'll work? And I said, yes, that will work. She's Good. like, well, how will I know how to plug it in? Uh, so I'm showing her how to, I'm showing her like the only two options where it could go. So I start showing her these uh, plugs, right? Yeah. So she can go into the direct out for a microphone. Yeah, boy. Or she can use a USB. Yeah. 
at this point, we're back to the whole, I have to talk to my computer thing. And I'm just so done that I'm like, okay, let's talk about what's what you brought me over here for. Mm-hmm. And I say, clearly what's happening is that your Wi-Fi is not working. And she said, what's that? <sighs> and I said, the thing that lets you use the internet isn't working as fast as it should be. She was like, okay. Wait, are you telling me this, this lady's going to be a college professor? She already is. She's just learning how to use cameras. Oh, no. So then I said to her, okay, well, where's your router? She said, what? Good. I said, where's your router? She said, what is that? And I said, do you use like AT&T or something like that? And she says, yeah. And I said, oh, you use AT&T? She says, no, I use Comcast. <laughs> Good. And I said, okay, well, Comcast came in to your house one day and like installed this video thing for you. And she was, or this big box, you know that like allows you to do all this stuff big box and she yeah. was like how did you know that like the look on her face screamed to me how did you know that they came to my house and did that but she didn't actually say that so i was like all you have to do is turn that off and turn it back on again so she showed me where it was it was right next to the desktop yeah i said just turn it off and turn it back on again and that's literally all you have to do right yeah so <laughs> she's like how do i do that oh <sighs> And I said, look at the top of the box, and there's a little button that says power, and you turn it off, and then you wait for five minutes, and then you turn it back on again, and you move on with your life. Mm, good. And then you're, and she was like, well, what if it doesn't work? And I was like, then call Comcast, and they'll come take care of it. Because in the amount of time that we had this conversation, I discovered that her computer's just plugged in through an Ethernet cord to the internet. And that her connection is fine at the moment. So it's just a box problem. So it's Comcast's fault for having crappy internet. It's Comcast's fault for having a crappy router. So I don't know what else to tell her at this point. And then she's like, I have to pay you. I was like, I've been here for 10 minutes. There's no need for you to pay me to show you that you need to reset a Wi-Fi router. And she was like, no, I have to. And then she gave me $5 and I left. And as I was leaving... Because I'm such a good person, I said to her, if you need help figuring no. out how to do the screencast, I'm sure we can find someone to help you. No. And that someone, Lord willing, will be Alan. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this the other day. Go no, ahead. it was yesterday. I was like, huh, great. Alan, the IT guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jacob. I am way too loud. <laughs>